Hello, 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 Jai Ma, Jai Ma. It is Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And if you hear sponsors in this episode, then feel free to find out more about them in the show notes or visit yourownmagic.life slash sponsors. And there you will also find a topic box for you to submit topics and questions that I can cover on the podcast solo episodes or get an expert on to talk about them or both. Anyway, so I'll just be covering one question for this episode. But I have another question that kind of goes with this question for the full moon episode. Yeah, I hope you tune into that on Saturday as well. It's a full moon episode that is a non-full moon episode. So it's not about the full moon, but it's on the full moon because, you know, it's a magical day. Ah, man, right now. Okay, just a little life update. It's been a wild week. I've been helping my folks move into their new home in a super country town. It's full of the cutest cows and horses, oh, beautiful majestic horses and donkeys and goats and, you know, just fields that glow oh, during the sunset and sunrise. It's like nature's green and gold shine and cover the whole ground. And it's just so lovely and quaint here. I never thought I'd see my parents move to the countryside, which is very much my mom. My dad, on the other hand, I did not ever expect him to, you know, be in a cowboy town for a variety of reasons, but he's getting on well. He's loving it. They're both loving the novelty and the beauty of this place. It was hard. It was really sad to say bye to my childhood slash adolescent home, which I've known for 22 years. It was a sad, sad goodbye, but honestly a happy transition just to see my parents in their highest spirits lifted and enjoying the novelty that this country town offers. Though don't get me wrong, moving is not always easy, and I must say that Uh, it definitely tests your inner peace. (laughs) It definitely can be quite a challenge, especially when you are with your parents. I mean, I think that being with your parents is one of the greatest teachers. Once you are going through and you're doing the work and you're really tuning within and you're finding your autonomy and your independence and you go back with your parents. I mean, it's definitely one of the universe's greatest tests to remind you or to show you how far you've uh, come along. But I am still thankful to be with them. It's like so, so thankful. And I just can't believe that they moved to this country cowboy town full of cowboys and cowgirls and cows and uh, the horses here are majestic. Majestic, but also the beauty and the nature. It's a close drive to a few beautiful lakes and forests and rivers and hiking trails. I mean, I just, it's, it's uni's beauty that uni offers. And so, yeah, I'm so happy to see them settle down for retirement or soon to be retired, like a place that soothes their soul, that nourishes their soul and makes them feel more connected to uni. Anyway, speaking of cowboy towns in Utah, which by the way, I don't think people know this because people usually think Utah, they think LDS, aka Mormons. <laughs> Whenever I send from Utah, the very first question people ask me is, are you Mormon? It's almost always expected. It's rare when someone doesn't ask, but they give you that look and they're thinking it. They're thinking it. That I mean, if you're from Utah, you know, you know, you get it. That's like their very, very first question for whatever reason. But uh, no, actually, Utah is like 
the second or third most populated cowboy state per capita. There's so many cowboys here. You never think of Utah and Western and cowboys, but no, it's a, it's a cowboy heaven here. It's beautiful. It's so wild to be in such a different place than, you know, Park City or what I'm used to. And so... I'm loving it. Anyway, what's also wild is that synchronistically, this listener sent in a question as they were nearby where my folks moved, and I was like, what? The universe... I feel like you know that something is aligned or going well when there's wild synchronicities that come in because I get listeners sending in questions from, you know, uh, other states or somewhere in Europe or South Africa or wherever. But to have someone that is right next to your parents' new hometown, how synchronistic is that? Plus, I think that the town's population is like 800 people or something. I don't know. It's so small. So to have this user send that in is completely wild. This question is from Isa Ayla. I hope that I'm pronouncing it right. I think it's Isa, right? Anyway, Isa writes, I hope you are still doing the solo episodes by the time you read this, which I am. You are a potent expander for me. I grew up in Camas, Utah in a Mormon household and left the church when I was 11. Went through periods of atheist, agnostic phases, finding my way when I first stumbled upon your podcast and slowly learned your story. It was pretty triggering for me. Yours is the path I pictured mine to be if I had followed the highest timeline for myself. Alas, I had to do things very hard and long, but I am now 27, reaching my Saturn return, and my life has drastically changed since listening to you two years ago. Thank you. My question is, how do you strengthen your trust muscle? When I reflect on my decisions in the past, it makes me frightened that I can't trust myself when I made huge life decisions that I knew would be good for me. I would be overcome with dread and anxiety, but when I made decisions that were absolutely not for my higher good, it was easy and light. So now that I know better and my mind better through therapy and doing the work. How do I trust my gut when it has led me astray in the past? I love as well that you recognize your gut is what is guiding you is where you find that intuitive voice, that uni whisper telling you what to do. For some people, it's also the heart. But I have so much to say on this. First, I want to point out how wild the parallels of our lives have been figuratively and literally and physically since Park City is parallel to Camus, right? It's right next door. And I must say, I'm excited for you to venture into this Saturn return era in your life, a transformative time to say the least. And, you know, life will continue to drastically change. And so I hope that you'll wake up at 32, looking back at that time like, dang, I did that. I did that. That was wild. I did that. And it was far from easy, of course, but it did get me to where I am today and look at me now. And I hope that you're feeling that anyway today at 27. Anyway, you're in for a treat with your Saturn return for sure. And everyone's is wildly different, but there of course are things that you can prepare for, which we have plenty of episodes on. So anyway, now that you're doing the work that allows you to expand your self-awareness and heal your mental and emotional well-being, it sounds 
and feels like you may be more tapped in than you realize and give yourself credit for. Though, not to dismiss what your human's challenge is at this time, you know, it's it's very valid whatever your human is experiencing, though you may not believe it in this moment. And it's nice, it's not easy, but it's nice and aligned to still be in the evergreen process of developing a fairly healthy and strong sense of trust with yourself, with your gut, with this whisper within you that is guiding you, which you and everyone naturally has. It's organic within us. It's intrinsic. So just many humans are blinded by a few, you know, opaque clouds of reality and they've been told, you know, what to believe and that's that's understandable that it's hard to shift from that when that's the only world you know and your influence heavily, not you, but people are he- influenced heavily by their external world versus their inner world. And that's one of the beautiful things about spirituality, though of course we can get caught up in what spiritual teachers have to say about spirituality when really spirituality is about listening to tuning out the noise and listening to that inner world, that inner voice within you that is guiding you and distinguishing that from where the mind is guiding you or leading you, what others are saying, because again, the mind is heavily influenced by the external world and just listening to that connection that you have with the universe, with your spirit guides or whatever you believe, that is simply this voice that knows what is best for you. And perhaps the mind and the natural human anxieties and fears get in the way of our intrinsic self. Those anxieties can prevent you, can blind you as they're more protective narratives, they can blind you from really hearing whatever it is or unapologetically pursuing whatever it is you know, no, no, deep down. Once you quiet this mind, that's when you really, really can hear whatever this voice within you says. Otherwise, again, your mind's going to continue to rationalize everything and continue the narratives that are blocking you from this thing that you know deep down, even in this moment. But whatever it is that the voice within you is saying, immediately it's wild how quick and rapid the mind, the voices, the protective narratives block you from hearing it clearly. So you doubt it, whether it's subconsciously or conscious. But I do believe that slowly but surely those opaque clouds will dissipate and you'll feel more lucidity when it comes to your decisions and behaviors and simply whatever your gut says, yourself, your soul is saying to you, is singing to you. But I understand, like you said, that that place where you question your confidence and your inner authority in terms of your relationship with your self-trust because it feels as though your mind is the loudest piece of your vessel. I mean, it is. It's so loud because it's been distracted by the world and it's in your waking hours, you're usually using the mind to make sense of your reality. So of course your mind would be the loudest, right? And as this mind is also our greatest trickster for sure, not to fully shame the mind of course because obviously we do need her in life for a variety of uses, but there are just some specific things that the mind, you know, can take a backseat on even though it wants to protect us or prevent us from the pursuit of the heart which can be scary and therefore it may deviate us from immersing ourselves into an expansive flow of life that we all crave and deserve. 
And that's one of the human challenges in this life. And sometimes it will fight us and it will throw tantrums like a toddler. And the more we try to, you know, quiet it down, well, it will only take specific tools to get it to calm. Of course, meditation is the mind's version of a toddler's warm glass of milk or bottle of milk. And there are other tools as well that can calm the tantrum. But for most humans that can acknowledge a tantrum without judgment before quieting the mind, if you just recognize the tantrum or the narratives that your mind is saying that is clouding this, what the gut is saying, then you can tell those narratives or soften the tantrum by telling that thought that it's okay. It's okay. I hear you. I really do hear you. And I totally understand where you're coming from. And I appreciate you protecting me and preventing my human from the traumas that it's experienced in the past. But this is a new day and age. And it's not likely to happen again like it has before as I've been working on myself. And you know this. And so you can stay just sit in the back. If you want to float away, great, but I'm not going to make you just simply take a back seat. You know, the more we fight it and force it to float away, the more it wants to stay. So if we don't try to fight it and just allow it to stay and listen to it, but recognize like that thought, if we tell that thought, like, look, you're not driving this car right now. For whatever reason, I feel like that thought fights us less and transmutes in some way during a silent moment, for example, or during the process of you separating the thought from the human, from yourself, and taking the action anyway. And somehow that thought does transmute because it opens up your human to recognizing like, wow, look what I can do. And the thoughts and the narratives that are coming to me are not me and I do not have to be bound to these perspectives or these narratives for my reality that I didn't realize actually might be holding me back in some way from living my most authentic self. And it will manifest and mold into something more palpable and healthy for your human as well. And as you do this and become more and more aware of separating that anxiety, fear, or protective narrative from the human, I guarantee that you'll feel more confident in your decisions, especially the less you shame the intrusive thoughts of anxieties and fears that hold you back and listen to them to allow them to cry the river and transmute into whatever thought it is that you really do need because you were able to separate this thought from you. And I know that that's a hard thing to grasp and for everyone it might look a little differently, but the more you try to practice the separation of thought from you in your way of doing it, see, that's the part that I can't really help with. I can tell you like, look, I simply separate the thought from myself, but how I do that might look differently to how you do that or to how someone else does that. So find the way that that makes sense to you, that thought. Recognize whatever the thought is right now that's saying this is stupid or this doesn't make sense. Recognize that thought, that thought, and see how you yourself can separate this. A lot of people, they do need to close their eyes and take some deep breaths to acknowledge the thoughts without judgment or without resonance and just have them take a back seat in some way or allow them to flow away. And so distinguishing the thought from yourself is the cleanest, purest way to really listen to that 
inner voice, which I guess it seems you hear through your gut, whatever that is trying to say to you. And again, I'm a believer that meditation is the greatest way to do this. I'm going to emphasize that. But I do sometimes do it in my conscious awakened state as well. Like I'm driving on the road and I have the intrusive thought. And though my human feels like, oh my gosh, I totally believe this. This has to be true. This logically makes sense or yada yada. I recognize that the thought is not, it was really not serving me and it kind of hurts. And so I'll tell myself like, look, this thought is not true. This thought is just, you know, my ego, my mind protecting me in this moment or telling me how to live my life in this moment. But in reality, I know deep down that this is not exactly the thought that aligns most with me and my truth. So, you know, I do listen to it. Like I say, I allow it to cry its river, but then it will transmute into whatever thought it is that I really needed it to be. And as it communicated with my gut in a sense and I can feel it in my gut that this is what's true and the thought that helps you see yourself and your soul as you are is the thought that is true and it's something that feels good it makes you feel good a thought that I'm ugly does not really make you feel good maybe it makes some people feel good but because you're not your soul does not believe that and you need definitely doesn't believe that who cares what society believes it just goes to show that that thought of feeling ugly is it doesn't feel good so therefore it is not true period for some people it might be for some people it might be an empowering thought like yeah I'm ugly and I don't mind. Maybe then that's true for them. But if that's not a thought that feels good to you, then it is not true because the uni doesn't think it, your soul doesn't think it, your inner being doesn't think it, and you feel that thought feels so wrong and off, that's because it is not true with your soul. It's not true. Yeah, society could think that. Who cares? Society is not you. Society is a collective narrative of a variety of different thoughts and concepts trying to conglomerate into one. And some things are a little more positive and light. Some things are a little darker and, you know, negative and not really true for all humans. And so that's one of the reasons why society's thought truly doesn't matter as much as your own because you are the one source that connects with the truth of the universe for your personal experience. Yeah, not you connecting with whatever society's thought is because that's one big cluster bubble that is scribbled into a variety of thoughts that honestly contradict one another. All of society's thoughts and rationale. So again, shutting that off and just connecting with that inner being thought between you and the universe is the thought, the feeling, the experience that truly matters most for your human And I'll let you know that I feel most of us have moments of questioning whether or not we're making the right decisions for ourselves, no matter how self-aware we are, or think we are at least. And maybe it's because humans make thousands of decisions every waking moment. We do. And having to heal our humans' traumas and ancestral traumas on top of all the other decisions that we have to make in it, it, it's it's freaking tiresome you know we're we're exhausted yet we're wired this way and this won't stop and so does it does it get easier to perhaps make a more self-loving decisions for ourselves the more we consciously work this muscle and separating the thought from the human absolutely the more we work on anything the better and easier it gets 
but that doesn't mean every swing will be a home run. And sometimes, like I said, it may be a decision that our higher self, you know, disguises and is seemingly into something seemingly difficult, but ultimately better for our human's growth and expansion. So something that might seem like, okay, this is a challenge that I, I don't fully understand or get or don't know about or this is difficult might end up leading you to something or shifting your frequency or your vibration or you have to experience certain things to shift your human's perspective of reality in order to align with it. And that is sometimes what the universe is offering and it might come off as challenging, but ultimately it ends up being extremely rewarding. And therefore, during the moment you might be thinking this is a negative experience led by your human, led by your ego, led by influenced by society, when in reality it's a challenge that you are overcoming and you're learning from. And yeah, might have been influenced by these sources that don't matter, but in order for your human to learn how to distinguish that thought from yourself and therefore it's shifting you into a space where you are feeling more in tune and aligned with you and with the reality that you are manifesting for yourself. And there isn't one human walking this earth that will not get swept up in something that their human feels for a time that is not in their best interest. You know, we all experience it, even though, you know, this is a trickery cloak. So sometimes there are just things in disguise that it's really hard for our human to recognize. I'll get into that in a moment. But anyway, the truth is every human with a physical vessel on this earth has moments of clarity or lack of clarity and even obscurity or moments of accuracy or mishaps or mistakes. And now if you feel you've created a continuous thread of making what the human may fear are wrong choices and making them with ease, then it is possible that there's a conflict within the subconscious that is holding onto a specific pattern or trauma that you know, deep down you find comfortable, for lack of a better word, or, you know, you have a strong relationship with this self-destructive pattern because of the unhealed traumas, which I'm sure that you're exploring and releasing in therapy or shadow work or whatever your version of self-care is or self-exploration. And so stay on that path, no matter how difficult it is, as the universe honestly sometimes in order for us to fully explore ourselves and uncover the bits and pieces that are part of us and our souls, you know, exploring that process through the human experience is not going to always look like sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. We must experience some bumps and some storms along the way. You know, actually, technically, it is all rainbows. I know this is cliche and trite, but it is a true outlook and metaphor. There's no rainbows without the rain, without the storm. And so, I mean, look back at all of the blisses in your life, or just the good ones, just the good ones, and think about the ones that you appreciate more. The ones you overcome after a chaotic storm, those are the extra special moments the ones that you likely had to fight for or overcome in some way. And it's just time to become aware of the anxieties and fears that may be guiding you to something special and be able to decipher between the anxiety voice that is anxiously awaiting you to do something special for yourself and the voice that may be truly protecting you from doing something that may 
you know, not, not be in your best interests. And even the internal enemy that is our critical inner voice, our little mean girl inside of us that is continually self-destructive and telling us unnecessary negative thoughts about ourselves and the world around us, which stems from internalized early childhood traumas along with the societal's collective thought, which is not necessarily true because it is scrambled through a variety of thoughts, like I said, and it's not the true thought that connects you with the universe. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. Yummies, how nice does it sound to have your own mindfulness studio with meditation, music, breath work, sound baths, and mindful movement like yoga and Pilates in your own home. So allow me to introduce you to Open. Open offers unlimited live and on-demand classes with teachers that make you feel like you're in person in class with them. And Open's immersive cinematic classes transport you to the here and now. Open provides endless on-demand tracks that are refreshed daily, which you can tune into on your app or on your desktop. And some key benefits when using Open may include alleviating anxiety, increasing energy, 
help your body relax, reduce tension, help you build a daily breathwork practice, yoga practice, improve your lung capacity, aids in emotional processing, helps embody self-love, and even you may experience an increase in creativity. One of the questions that I get asked often is how do I start a meditation or a breathwork practice? And if you're interested in starting a meditation or a breathwork practice, I must say that this app is a great go-to, especially with our code where you get 30 days free when you go to withopen.com magic, and hopefully you fall in love, and if not, well, you can cancel at any time. Remaining with the theme so far of this episode, I noticed they have several self-love and confidence-boosting meditations, so I decided to take Embody Self-Love with Ali S., which was so lovely. Her voice is so soothing, and I also felt very soothed by the breathwork and sound healing class with Tara Z, which PS open makes breathwork way less intimidating and I give it five stars. (laughs) Has a way of just really bringing you in. Plus the community aspect with live chat, game changer, game changer with live classes, amazing. So open is gifting the listeners 30 days free to try it out. There's a link in the show notes with open.com slash magic. Again, you can go to withopen.com slash magic and use code magic for 30 days free. Unlimited live and on-demand breathwork, meditation, yoga, Pilates, and more. Let me know what classes you're trying. Excited to hear how you like it. And maybe I'll see you in class. Again, withopen.com slash magic. And now on with the show. So one way to acknowledge the negative thoughts or the mean girl is to become aware of when you slip into a bad mood or feel down or you're in a low vibrational state at random, which we all slip into this from time to time as that's human nature. There's no shame in that. We all do it. Anyway, when you slip into your downer space, acknowledge this experience and Once you identify the thought process that may have led to this, you can take control over your inner voice that is wanting to guide you to a place that is in a higher interest for you and you can take power over this voice. And instead of feeling like these anxieties have control over you and your decisions, you you recognize your ultimate power and control as the truth is you are the ultimate decider, the ultimate creator of your reality and the higher power of your reality. You're the source that it all stems from. It stems from you connected to the universe and the negative thoughts are just external voices or traumas that you're trying to untangle and clear the way so you can continue to listen to the space within you that lights you, that little light within you that is lighting up, that reminds you of how beautiful you are, how powerful you are, how wonderful you are, how necessary it is for you to be here at this time in order to just be the human you are. It's that simple. When you become conscious of what the anxieties and fears are telling you, you can stop them from running your life in a way you feel negatively impacts you. You know, the challenge is to identify this internal thought. So to be hyper aware And on the lookout for when you slip into a bad mood and become, you know, you just, you feel a bit lower than usual. That space, when you are in that bad mood or when you have slipped into that lower space, ask yourself, what is the thought 
that crept in before I felt this? What caused the mood swing or the shift in this feeling? And is this true? Are these thoughts true? Are they really true? And if yes, is it possible that, you know, there's some untruth to them? Keep questioning yourself till you get into a space of realization that the power lies within you. These thoughts and anxieties and these fears, they're, they're not you. Recognize that they are not you. You are the ultimate decider and the controller of this body and you are autonomous, an autonomous being who has the free will to do as she chooses. The negative voices that make you feel less than in any way, shape, or form. That is only a societal influence that is not truth. And what is true is this connection between you and the universe and the things that make you feel good. The compliments from the universe that make you feel good. And the fact that your mood shifted from feeling high or neutral to low was also not a bad thing, by the way, as it was simply a signal within you challenging you to empower yourself and to take control or allowing you to become aware of the thoughts that your human is ready to heal from in order for you to be able to distinguish this voice within you. So yeah, every time you're in a bad mood or you slip into some sort of mood, ask yourself what those intrusive thoughts were because the more you're aware of that, the more you become aware of this voice within you and that is part of building your trust muscle and you may also connect with the advice to just let it go let go of the need to develop the trust muscle or by acknowledging that this particular anxiety which yeah it's an anxiety to feel like oh my gosh i need to build my trust muscle in order to hear my gut and other anxieties like that you know let go of this idea that you have to build this trust muscle before you're able to make good decisions for yourself and your soul trust that this piece of you is already there and the only muscle to work is to hear it by acknowledging the thoughts the anxieties that are not serving you and perhaps guiding you somewhere else that you know might not be good for you because deep 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 down you know what is best for you some believe that this will naturally help you shift your perspective from a frantic oh do i trust this to a more calming conversation with the thoughts in your inner self saying, you know, I heard you anxiety voice, but let's take a breath and shift this thought into something that is more aligning for the real me, for what is really best for my reality, whether that be a thought to get me to do what it is that I have anxiety about, because maybe that anxiety is actually showing me what I fear most, therefore what my human wants to experience most. But right now it's translating as an anxiety, protecting me for whatever reason, which, you know, I, I, I appreciate, but I don't need at this time. This might be a thought that makes me realize the helpfulness of this anxiety, or it could be a thought that reminds me that this critical inner voice thought isn't true, or whatever else it is that feels more aligning when you have a conversation with that anxiety voice. The more you converse with this anxiety voice and transform it, the more you're able to clear the pathway to trust and hear that inner voice within you. And the anxiety of worrying about the development of your trust muscle will just naturally go away, will float away. Because you do, you just trust this voice because you're able to distinguish the anxiety voice, the fear voice around it, clear the pathway, 
and listen within. So sometimes it might take different methods. You might be driving down the road and you're able to clear the thoughts, or you might have to get into a meditative space to really calm the entire body and the mind in order to hear this voice within you. If you want to hear the voice within you, I mean, you could be in an awakened state and clear the anxieties and wonder what if, but no matter what, if you meditate for long enough to hear that inner voice and you clear the thoughts away in a meditative space, it's like what people say, getting into the vortex or whatever. If you really, really do it, setting that intention to really hear it, you will hear it. And I know the idea that, okay, now life is simple and I'm just floating downstream and it's all easy. I mean, that sounds idealistic, right? That's what I thought my life would be when I started to work on myself and do the work. You know, I thought by 32, I'd for sure just have it all together. Uh, And I just feel so zen and at peace all the time. But it's, I realize it's not necessarily exactly what the universe wants. In fact, I don't feel that the universe wants us all to be or feel or act the same in order to manifest our greatest and easiest lives. You know, I've, I've also noticed that sometimes when we are calling something in consciously or even subconsciously, that the universe tends to throw us whatever hurdles our way, which it wants us to overcome in order to truly experience and align with whatever it is we've been calling in with ease, or perhaps when you were listening to your intuitive voice and hearing the ways Uni was guiding you and through you, that she was leading you to what you think might not always be idealistic in order for you to level up. And often the hurdles are simply lessons for us to listen to and deeply acknowledge in order for us to expand our wings in some way. And therefore the challenges that what seemed to come easy to us at first, of course, that ultimately led to something our human isn't fond of, is really something powerful in disguise, which is, of course, where your trust muscle or the intuition led you because you needed to experience X in order to thrive in whatever it is that you subconsciously or consciously are calling in. And it's it's the moonlight in the darkness that allows us to see ourselves in a way that we never knew was in us was within us without that challenge. We would not have really known this piece of our spirit, that little light in ourselves. So sometimes the challenges that perhaps you felt you were guided to and you were like, oh, this isn't good for my human. Like I said, maybe it was the best thing for your human. That was something that your gut led you to, led you to that challenge to up-level your human. So I must emphasize that if you deeply feel that it was your ego or, you know, just the mind, the influenced mind guiding you to obstacles that you feel were not necessary for you to endure, I want to remind you that you're not doing anything wrong. It's just more lessons to strengthen you in a way that you may have needed to experience in order to get to whatever you've been calling in deep down, consciously or subconsciously. And I believe that these challenges and lessons that we feel we're not supposed to experience can surprisingly be so helpful. So the fact that, you know, your focus on healing the human for the spirit in therapy and perhaps whatever spiritual practices work that you take home with you in the small cowboy country town of Camas, Utah, you know, maybe that's all you need. And in time, you'll become more confident in the decisions that you make and 
sometimes it will be the scenic route and sometimes it will just be around the corner. And if it is the scenic route and it is challenging, simply remind yourself that perhaps this is actually serving me for my human in some way. And remember that as well, that if it's stemming from someone else because of their free will, that that was something not in your control and to simply be gentle with yourself. And that will be an opportune time to pump the muscle of trust, to take whatever path comes to heart, to try, test, whatever path comes to heart in the moment. I'm also going to end this with a challenge. So write down two outcomes in life that you are most elated by and work backwards. What led to them? Were there internal hurdles you had to battle to experience them? Do you think that you vibrationally aligned with it because of another challenge that you had overcome before? And also, how did that challenge come about? Were there thoughts that came through or what thoughts did you experience before that challenge came about? Were there negative thoughts? And if so, how did you overcome them? And if they were positive, what life events led to these positive thoughts? And I mean, those are just example questions that you might have as you begin to write down to get to the root of something as, you know, it's like starting a family tree. The first thought is the baby. And then you work down the family tree until you get all the way down to the great, 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 great grandfather and grandmother to find the root of where the baby was created. So, and then you'll see whether your human led you to a path that felt like you were swimming downstream or up. And sometimes again, swimming upstream is a more powerful way to strengthen that muscle as long as you do it with will and determination and not give up. And soon, you know, you'll get to the top and be able to swim down or the river will calm and you'll just be able to glide. So let go of the worry of that trust muscle. It's there, you know, keep doing the work and separating the anxiety thoughts from the human in order to clear the pathway to really hear your inner voice more. And in the challenging times as well, be open to the idea that perhaps this challenging time is only strengthening you and empowering you to allow you to align with the experience that you've been consciously or subconsciously calling in. I also want to say that I didn't start recognizing this or fully experiencing the depths of it with expanded awareness until perhaps the midst of my Saturn return and also being in a state that is predominantly just has this one scope of reality and they might not realize it, but to, you know, see outside of that scope and to really tune in with your own existence and acknowledge the beauty of how expanded you are because you know it's not it's not easy growing up with the heavy influences we have so you know you're doing just fine i promise it's pretty pretty beautiful so isa thank you for this question and i know that was a lot so you might want to re-listen and just pull out the nuggets the pieces that deeply resonate with you but there was so much ground to cover in this very expansive question. So thank you. So I have another question that is similar to this one, but a little different, more on paths and the trust muscle. 
And I just feel like this is a perfect question for the full moon, the day of the full moon. So I will be answering that then. So I hope you tune in Saturday. And then of course I got another question or more questions for next week. So anyway, with all that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Anyway, with all that being said, I hope you have a magical rest of your week. Connect with you September 10th as well, Saturday. Jaima. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.